Hey family, welcome to another episode of the My Family Money Conversations podcast. Uh, today's guest is someone that I think we all know. I think it's safe to say that she's a household name. We all know her intro on YouTube. It's yours, channel. <laughs> um, so her description on Instagram says she's a mom. She's a wife, she's a boss babe, an award-winning content creator, um, and also she's the CEO of Y'all's Beauty. So I had a chat with her, and I must say I really enjoyed the conversation. So I hope you enjoy it too. Um, who is Uyo Denda Jawe, and um, where did you grow up? And growing up, what were... The money conversations that were being had between you and your family so i grew up with my parents i'm the firstborn of three kids but a younger brother and a younger sister and i was actually born in bumalanga so the first 12 years were with mom and dad and then at the age of 12 my mom left my dad uh, abusive relationship and that's how we ended up in Cape Town and I think that's where the reality of money really started coming up because she was now a single parent raising three kids and the first thing she said when we got on the train was that even if we sleep under a pipe <laughs> um, that's that's going to be our life now as long as we're away from an unhealthy relationship of who knows where we would have ended up you know uh, concerning our lives at least so with that as much as she had a degree a university degree she went to look for any peace job she could get at the time with like sort of immediate job as in the next week what could she should she get what could she hold on to and anything that could get us through school so we went to a school in mitchell's plane and really it was a daily struggle of well we don't know what tomorrow holds money wise and she would sometimes even show me how she would keep her receipts and really take stock of where her money is going. And I'm really grateful for that. And getting into high school, she said, well, the one thing, whether or not we've got money that I cannot afford right now, but I want for my kids is for them to have the best education. So she got us into what was called back then Model C schools through financial aid. And thankfully, I think that that broadened my mind in terms of what money means you know, it is just a means and sometimes access is beyond money. It's really our minds. Um, so I studied business and accounting. My, my subjects at near the end of, you know, high school from grade 10 were business, biology and accounting. And I wanted to do a, a, a CA degree while my family wanted me to. I started off first year doing that. I, I hated it. And I moved on to finance and investments. So really, when you look back, my life has been about money because even when I changed degrees in my second year, I went to finance and investments and I absolutely mm. loved it because all of a sudden there were strategic learnings behind the way in which we use money, the way in which we, we allow it to either run our lives or the way we want to run our lives using money as a resource. So again, having my mom, you know, at the back burner of, the financial conversation at all times it was one of the the key things to all my my money learnings and that's that's really the story behind 
how I got to understand the use of money and how it, it is only supposed to be a resource to help us get to where we want to be, but it's not the mm-hmm. only way to get us there. Our minds, far more than money, is what get us to where we want to be if we utilize it strategically. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, say you studied um, a degree in finance. Um, mm-hmm. Would you say that has um, helped you in terms of how you view money and how you utilize money? Or would you say they do you think there would have been any difference if you would have studied something that um, is not finance related? Yes and no. I think to a large extent, yeah, university, any university degree will help you to a certain extent. Yeah. But no one really teaches you proper budgeting. Nobody really teaches you how to, to save effectively. Of course, in my degree, we at least had the different uh, investment options so mm. we learned about trading and the different risks that are involved and that obviously having money makes can help you have money but there are people who have money right now and cannot use it so i think it, it, it yes and no because you can you can have the theory but in practice if you don't utilize it properly you're not going to go anywhere um, and you're not going to actually have the financial acumen to use your money wisely um, but yeah i think personally for me it, it really helped me fully understand the bigger picture of how the world capitalism in general works mm-hmm. um, and how the rich are getting richer every day through the various diverse investment strategies that they use and that they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then you've been married to Ulazi for four or five years now. Uh, during your mm-hmm. dating phase and um, up until the transition into our marriage, um, what were the money conversations and who initiated um, those money conversations? Thank goodness the one day his payslip fell out of his uh, laptop bag. <laughs> so it wasn't a who, it's a what. That's what initiated our first conversation. Um, he's... Yeah, his payslip just fell out one time and it was often increased. And I was like, what? You got a 22% increase? You know, uh, and that's how it sparked our conversation. But we were already comfortable talking about money in general because when we got back together, um, we, we obviously met while I was in high school. So we were definitely way too young. He was in varsity to be talking about money. But afterwards, uh, in my final year of varsity, we got back together in 2013, about five years later. We were comfortable talking about money in general because now we were both working um, or at least I was heading towards work uh, in my final year and the following year I was working at the bank. So it was sort of kind of easy in that way. (laughs) And when the pay slip fell out, it was very crucial for us to then start discussing the future um, and how we save that money and where we see ourselves in the next few years. And how we utilize our money if we were to get married at the time. Those were still the conversations there. And he was saving for an engagement ring and Nobola at the time. So it was really crucial to understand. Ugusi. There are certain things I knew for sure in 2015 that I couldn't have Jay, as a girlfriend. Uh, those who have girlfriend allowances, me, I knew. Ugusi. There were some things I just knew were being sacrificed for Nobola and engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, that was very important. And then for my side, I also had to mention the fact that 
you know, I was entering marriage having property in Cape Town mm. and it wasn't property I was renting out. It was property where I bought that for my family. I wanted my, my first family home, uh, at least to have a home and my mom to say she has a home. I didn't want to see my mom ever renting again. So it was very important for me to also have a conversation with him saying entering marriage, the, this is the asset that I come with. And this is an asset that's technically not a full asset because it's not income bearing. So yeah, it, it wasn't very difficult though, because he's the most understanding person. And also he doesn't get uncomfortable with those conversations. Although initially he does say he used to get nervous, you know, be like, oh, sis, Lana. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, you, you've been married for four or five years now. Um, what would you say um, marriage has taught you about money? Because I can imagine that um, there's a difference between uh, when you're having those uh, conversations with your partner and when you're now implementing whatever you guys have agreed upon. So what would you say uh, marriage has taught you uh, about money? Well, actually, we, for us, it, it hasn't been that difficult. I think for the past, the first four years of our marriage, were fairly easy and I say that with a pinch of salt I think now going towards year five it's harder and now it's more crucial but when we entered married marriage we obviously planning we had a whole spreadsheet going into our wedding planning the one thing we both knew was that we didn't want any debt we didn't want to borrow any money not from a person not from a bank so everything we wanted was purchased cash and it had to be cash we had you know so we put together a spreadsheet. It wasn't the most difficult. It was just about always disclosing. Oh, um, I'm changing my mind on the dress that I want. This is the dress that I want now. I'm not buying a dress anymore. I'm now going to hire out a dress, you know, or um, I changed my mind from hiring, in fact, to buying a dress. So those were things that were very, very important to mention. And we did. I, I don't know. It's, it hasn't been that difficult. I think this year has been tougher because we've had to really intentionally set out time to look at our finances and actually you know that anatomy analysis in a sense sit down and be like okay cool we're entering a new month like a few days ago <laughs> we had to just sit down and say for october what are our plans for october if we've got long-term plans if we're both into the property things um we then sit down and we say well how much do we have business-wise um so it's it's not that difficult especially because now our work in as much as he's in purely in the, the construction and property space and I'm in the beauty space, we still very much interact because mm. my passion is still property, investment property and commercial property. It's still my background. Um, even with my YouTube career, it's still something we both share in terms of having that passion for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you have a baby boy, Fez. Um, what are some of the money values when it comes to money that you would like to instill um to him it's it's not money is not everything you know people can make money their god but it's not it's not your god and where your money goes your money grows that's what i always say so it's it's seed you can use it and depending on the ground in which you're sowing it it will grow or it won't you know, mm. so for me, I, I, I strongly believe with you. That's, that's all it is to me. But should it disappear, my brain is the powerhouse. Mm. Money is not a powerhouse. It's a mere resource. Yes. Um, 
so you you mentioned that you uh, bought your first property at um 22 and i think you have a youtube video on it on your channel what um some of the lessons you learned um in the buying process and also as a property owner um, in that process there's a lot of cost involved <laughs> it's a more costly exercise than we think and I think now that I'm wiser, I, I think I was obviously working at the bank. I was working in property finance at the time. I got a great rate. Mm. Things were very much easier than the normal person I think would get. And I had a banker to do a lot of the things for me that now, now it's just, it's new to me. Now when I want to buy property, it's like, yo, Gandhi, there's so much involved because I don't work at the bank anymore, you know? Um, so it's really good to ask questions, find out, and also if you can put down that deposit, if you can't work towards work that, towards that deposit and not everything has to happen now, have the patience to save. The one thing I was glad I did when I bought my house, I tried to pay off as much as I could with the car that I had because I didn't want to try and juggle both expenses. Mm. Um, and even now, you know, with the bond, that's one of my biggest expenses. Our cars are paid off in our household and that's one of the things that we try and always juggle if you're going to have a bond don't have all these debit orders crowding your 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 finances at the end of the day you know have this one big thing if it is there if it's necessary and then the rest let them be smaller things and if you can buy things cash amen i hope in black culture it will become a thing that we buy yes. cars cash and if you can't buy cash now pay it off as soon as you can um because Longer term term debt, rather longer term debt, is probably the type of debt we should be looking at if we're looking at debt in a in a sense. But short term debt, I'm glad I didn't I didn't get into that, and that's something my banker also taught me. Just get the credit card purely for the sake of getting the house. After that, I I don't have a credit card. I don't I don't want short term debt. You know, um, I cut up my credit card. And it's just a decision that, again, debt, you need to define what it's supposed to be to you. But some people, um, we fall into the trap of thinking, start a clothing account, and it doesn't stop. You get the, the house because mm. you bought your credit record. But your credit, you're still buying the clothes from that. What was the purpose of the card? Was it not to get the house? You know, and then you, you round up, you, you end up really being stuck in that cycle of really bad debt. So yeah, that's, that's what I've learned even now. And that, yo, the costs are endless. Being an owner, a property owner is hard. Mm. <laughs> it's rates on the one side and then it's your levies. If you live in a secure complex, my house is in a complex. Um, and then if anything breaks, you know, um, insure, get insurance, don't, don't housing insurance and then all those covers, the household, co whatever the covers are, get all of those things. Our visa burst in December while I was there, you know, um, it was actually the thermal, what, what, it wasn't a whole burst situation. And thankfully my husband remembered we to use bad insurance and he was just like, call the insurance, they can take care of it. Mm. So yeah, you, you just... Yeah, it's a, it's a constant learning experience. And like I say, if you can get that deposit so that you get that long-term debt down from the get-go, even if the bank gives you 100%, I wish I came in with at least 10 or 20% deposit mm. because essentially the, bond, the original bond amount is still the original bond amount. 
you can change your original bond amount and decrease that on inception. Hmm. Yeah, I think um, now that you mention it, that um, the cost, it's not just the bond or the water and the lights, there is also maintenance, there is also, you have to consider what if you give up best, uh, you have to consider also insurance and just the upkeeping of your of your property because you don't want to find in yourself yes the the bank has approved you for the loan maybe you need to uh, put back like that to go and take a short-term loan you for see? that which is um, not really a good idea maybe you need to paint you go and use that credit card mm. that you've already paid off so i think you, what you've mentioned um is really something that um our listeners listeners out there should um consider that yes the, the 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 bank has approved you for the loan but you must also budget or have a fund or an account where you say this is just for the upkeep of my property mm. Mm. and then uh you also have um your baby um yours beauty which you launched uh, in the middle of a pandemic um what are some of the financial lessons that you learned um, from running the business? Or what are some of the challenges that you would like to share with our listeners? Jeez, um, it's a lot, hey? But financially, try and get out of the small business mindset. And think big, but start small, you know, especially when it comes to finances. I also think even as black women, try and get as much black women funding grants as possible. Um, money that's free, not money you'll pay back. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, that's the lesson. Um, don't, don't try and also pay yourself in the first year. I, and I mean it, 12 months, try and just reinvest that money, try and grow your business from within. And yeah, if, if anything, I'm very much against it, as you can probably hear. Don't 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 try and, and, and borrow money to run your business. You're gonna end up trying to borrow money to make ends meet. Yeah. In as much as it's hard to say that in the South African reality, really, really think of of how we run our businesses and where that would take us in our future. If it's not small enough for you to handle now, try postpone it for later. In a sense. You know, if you can't launch this thing now, what can you launch that's cheap and affordable? What's an alternative? that's going to propel your business without breaking the bank or creating more debt for you. Hmm. Um, I, I think um, you've mentioned that um, you don't want to go into debt because I think sometimes as um, maybe small business owners or someone who has an idea, we just think that you can think of an idea today and then tomorrow you launch it, you maybe use your credit card or whatever. But I think what I'm getting from you is that you need to plan and don't go for, even if you thinking big, but try and do step by step, even if you launch one product now and the next project, product uh, the following month. Um, yeah, so and try and grow the demand. At the end of the day, you don't want to sit with stock. So fine, you get the funding and, and fine, the bank approved. Just because you qualify doesn't mean you can service the loan. You know, yes. lots of us qualify. Ask African Bank now. They will call you and tell you you qualify. But when they're asking for their money back, they don't want to understand that they're the ones who called you, you know. So 
sorry, African bank, but it's one of those things where I am very much against um, running your business purely on debt that you cannot afford. Mm-hmm. Yes, as a big conglomerate, yes, as a big business, if you can service the, no- the loan, yes. If we are buying property for, the, for this business because it's growing and it's got an existing and huge clientele, yes. Because your projections say you can, you, you can actually and your accountants and your financials are speaking the same language that you can afford the debt to expand, yes. But don't buy, don't, don't get debt for the sake of an idea, to fund an idea. Mm. Where are the people who's going to buy? How mm. are you going to pay your employees? How are you going to pay yourself if that's all you're doing? You know, for me, it, I don't rely on yours beauty to, to run my life at, at this point because it's still too young. So I don't, I don't expect a salary at the end of the month. Instead, mm-hmm. she is the baby, like you mentioned, my second born. That's, she takes the money. She just takes it. In crash, I'm paying school fees. <laughs> You're you paying know. school fees twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, maybe for those that don't um, know about Yol's Beauty, maybe you can just explain, um, share with oh. us uh, what is Yol's Beauty, what products do you have, and um, if um, they want to buy, how can they uh, purchase from your store? Okay, so we are an online-based company. We are a beauty and skincare brand. We are one of the first South African Black-owned sheet mask companies. Our sheet masks are formulated to really take care of our African skin. So we've got an aloe sheet mask. We've got a pomegranate uh, sheet mask, which is a firm favorite, as well as an avocado sheet mask. And we've also got other products like self-care. Our brand speaks to self-care and taking that time out that 15 minutes to yourself two to three times a week, really taking care of your skin and really taking care of your body. We've got bath salts, bath bombs. Um, we've got products that can also write recently, remove your makeup and you can even use them um, on bare skin, like our cleansing balm. We've got oils as well. Jeez, we've got our new hyaluronic acid eye mask, which can help depuff those tired eyes or depuff your eye bags. So we've got a, a, quite a lot of products now, actually, that I think of it. We've got candles as well. Um, for those days where you want to just light up your bathroom or your room with an atmosphere of calmness, you know, while you do your skincare routine using our sheet masks. <laughs> That's us. So we're available on www.yallsbeauty.co.za um, and also on socials at Yall's Beauty, Yall's Beauty with a Z, Y-O-L-Z okay. Beauty. <laughs> I think you also offer a skin um, skin. Analysis. Yes. Yes. So we do have an in-house esthetician. She's got extensive, over five years experience working with dermatologists and skin. So she can actually do your skin analysis just by, you know, having these virtual consultations. So yeah, you can also add that uh, and and really just um, join the Yours Beauty Squad through our website. If you want to consult, you can book on our website as well. Mm. Okay. Um, I think also for um, those that are, have small businesses or that are thinking of starting small businesses, you also share on your YouTube channel some of the tips or maybe advice um, or things that you have learned um, in your journey. Because I know I've watched some of the of the of the uh, videos that you've uploaded on your YouTube channel. Mm. 
Um, so when it comes to uh, between you and your husband, um, I know we um, personal finance is is personal, but I think we can all learn from from each other. Uh, would you say that um, the manner in which you approach your finances is the combined effort, or do you take um, the method of uh, splitting to say you take care of uh, the bond um, school fees, then I'll take care of the rest? What have you found that is working um, for you? Jeez, I see, like I say, this year has been different because this is the year where we've sort of had to have those discussions, whereas before it was so much easier to just run our household. Like, well, it was automatic that a lot of the things were on his shoulders, to be quite honest. Um, and then this year we were like, no, let's take the stance where we're looking at our finances as a whole household so that we are frugal. We both run our own businesses and we want our businesses to thrive mm. and not necessarily take away from our businesses, you know? So this year we've sort of looked at things as, okay, what can we actually split together? What is it that you can take care of? What is it that I can take care of? Yeah. But to be quite honest, the only thing I used to take care of was my own, my property. <laughs> I'm a spoiled girl. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, in, you would, um, in finance, you normally have a, split, a, a spender and a saver. Would you say between you and Muluaz, um, who is the spender and who is the saver? Well, I'm more of a saver, but he's not a spender on himself. He spends on other people. He usually spends on us. So you guys make him spend. So technically, yeah. So I'm like, you know, not a really... Yeah, so maybe I'm the spender in our case because he spends on us. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and then my second last question to you, yours is um, you mentioned that um, you have your own business um, and Razi has his own business. What advice when it comes to managing um, the finances of your business um, would you give to um, our listeners out there? Well, I've kind of already said it. Uh, just try and reduce your debt as much as possible. We're living in a very, very hard time. And it's, it's times where, you know, we don't want to live hand to mouth. That's why we both left mm -hmm. our nine to fives. And um, try, try and really manage your finances to within your means and not even to match your needs within. Have a surplus, have that emergency account. Try see where you can constantly save. I'm not saying your head should always be looking at that bank statement, but mm. at least once a month, definitely look at your finances holistically. Look at where you could actually do better. And if you've got a financial advisor, find out how you can switch things up. If you're not using the, the full benefits of your medical aid, find out if you can downgrade. It doesn't hurt to, to, to downgrade to what you could use, you know, uh, to save. Because what are we doing? If you're spending, we were spending almost 10,000 rand, for instance, on medical aid. Mm. Why? We ask ourselves, well, why? Because we are lower risk. If, if anything, as we grow, we can start increasing our risk. Um, but why are we paying that much money? The savings portion is not even, not even 10%, you know? Mm. of that in a year we don't even get the benefit of that in a year you maybe get two or three grand but you spend over almost 100 if not more than 100k in a year on medical aid alone so why are we spending that much that's someone's salary somewhere you know so really look at your finances with with a magnetic eye and figure out what is best suited for you tailor make it for you um, and the lifestyle that we live now should not be too much other people's but ourselves 
And if you're focusing on growing your business, try let go of trying to match your lifestyle with somebody who's got a five mm. or six year old business when yours is six months old. Okay, thank you, yours. I think um, I won't ask the last questions because you sort of like just summed it up for us um, nicely. <laughs> but uh, thank you for, for, for your time. Thank you for making the time for me and thank you for um, always being open to us uh, rescheduling uh, this. Um, Shame, it's my fault, yeah. No, 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 I, I haven't been feeling 100% literally and even my times. So I do apologize for that, but thank you for having me. No, 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 that's fine. And um, from my side, uh, thank you just for for sharing your journey, I must say I'm a huge fan of your work. I'm a huge fan of your sit-downs. Um, I really liked the uh, Melinda Gates um, video that you did. So um, thank, you. thank you for just sharing and always motivating. I know maybe you do it. Um, you would think um, it doesn't really have um, that much impact on people's life, but yeah, it really does. It um, can change um, 